1: Hello, I'm Bella Paris-Rubio, and you're listening to Tech News. In today's episode... Big problem. You have to be very ready with your hand camera because yes. this action can become very fast. Yes. In a matter of uh, three, four minutes, it could be all over, you know. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I may not be able to talk to you again after this. So this is the danger, uh-huh, danger. the big danger. Now, uh, I am taking some precaution. I'm, I have my, my bulletproof vest, uh, hoping that that will be some kind of a protection. But if they hit me in the head, that's, there's nothing we can do there. Last Sunday, August 21, 2022, marked the 39th anniversary of Ninoy Aquino's assassination, an official holiday observed in the Philippines since 2004, honoring the opposition figure whose death ushered in a bloodless revolution that successfully ousted a brutal dictator. Every year, we commemorate it. Except this year, the son of the dictator is back in Malacanang.
0: What we should expect from him is grace. What we should expect from him is, you know, I am not my father. This is still an important historical moment. That's historian
1: Sabj Nabel reacting to the deafening silence from Malacanang as President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. and several government agencies chose to stay quiet on the death anniversary of his father's enemy.
0: What we should expect from him is to be the leader of the Filipino people. This is part of our story. This is one of the major parts of our story. It's one of the things that we're most proud of is is being able to have ousted a president without a bloody revolution. And that is an achievement. And the fact that he's not talking about that Filipino achievement is a problem.
1: All the while... Several police stations red tagged the slain senator on their official social media accounts, deploying the hashtags "Ninoi Not a Hero" and "Ninoi NPA" along
0: with Marcos supporters. It's very clearly a small tarnishing of his legacy, like a, just a little, because I feel like it's a sneaky way for the Marcos camp to be like, "No, it's not coming from us. It's a Twitter hashtag." No, it's not coming from us. This is an organic movement of people. This is the movement of where people are going and this is their point of view. And I don't think that that is the case.
1: Like the presidents before him, President Rodrigo Duterte regularly released messages on holidays, including Chinese New Year, National Heroes Day, and Christmas. And while Duterte made it clear that he was no fan of the Aquino family throughout his presidency— he commemorated Ninoy Aquino Day almost every year, releasing statements from 2017 to 2021. It was only on August 21, 2016 that he remained silent. Probably because it came exactly two weeks after he had issued an order, allowing the late dictator Ferdinand Marcos to be buried at the libingan ng
0: mga Bayani. I think one of the major ramifications is not a depreciation, but sort of it makes it okay. It confirms other people saying, well, he wasn't so important anyway. He didn't really fight for anyone as if his fight wasn't in his writings and in his thinking. And I think what happens when you don't celebrate heroes, when you don't remember important dates, when you don't remember your history is you get a diminishing of the importance of these people and these dates and these turning points and these events. It starts to become okay to dismiss them. It starts to become okay to dismiss the assassination.
1: Diminishing Ninoy Aquino's assassination, after all, may very well lead to diminishing the events that prompted it and the events that followed.
0: History rhymes. History always comes back. And so that's why they say, you know, if you don't study history, you're destined to repeat it. It's because history works in these cycles and you start to see these things happening again. And so every time one of our martial law survivors is ignored or denied or something like this is, is ignored, is left to be uncelebrated, I think it diminishes our own belief in our history, it makes it less tangible. We are less connected to it. And because we are disconnected, it's easier to embrace a new narrative.
1: Oh, teka teka. Before we continue with this news report, sising lang kami. Puma Podcast, together with Linia and Pushpin Visual Solutions, teamed up for a new campaign called Hashtag Mabuting Makinig. Every week until the end of September, we'll have a theme playlist on the Puma Podcast channel that we hope you'll listen to and share. Look for the hashtag Mabuting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok to find out more. At dahil nakinig ka sa maikling ad na ito, may 15% discount ka sa mga non-sale items ng linya Kaya ka na ng t-shirt. Just use the promo code MabutingMakinig at LinyaLinya.ph valid until the end of September. And now, back to the episode. A day after facing some criticism over its silence, Malacanang inadvertently acknowledged Ninoy Aquina Day by including it in a list of holidays for 2023. Also included in the list was the anniversary of the EDSA people power revolution. But Sab says, a perfunctory memo simply won't do.
0: It's a ploy. It really seems to me like a ploy to diminish the importance of Ninoy Aquino Day. This is always going to be an issue. People are always going to talk about it. They will always ask about it.
1: Multiple times a year, President Marcos will be faced with awkward anniversaries. Next month will mark the 50th anniversary of Martial Law's declaration. And it's unclear how he will handle the momentous occasion though this past week may have given us some idea. In the meantime, Sab stressed the importance of remembering and honoring Ninoy, Not because he was perfect, he wasn't, but because of what he represented and the pivotal role he played in our country's history.
0: Hero is such a complicated word. It's so hard for me to want to put this person on a pedestal. But there are some people who need to be on that pedestal. You know, And I felt like Ninoi was one of those people that needed to be on that pedestal. It was his coming back. It was his uniting of the opposition that made him dangerous, that immediately pushed him to be the only person that could go against Marcos. And so obviously what they're going to try and do is diminish him as much as they can.
1: And that was today's episode of Teca Teca. Again, I'm Bella Paris Rubio. This episode was produced by Kat Ventura and edited by Joe Salcedo. If you want to learn more about Ninoy's arduous journey back to the Philippines, check out this WhatsApp episode titled The Ninoy Aquino Spy Thriller and learn more about the place where he spent some of his final moments in this Teka Teka episode called If This Van Could Speak. If you liked today's episode, share it with a friend or two And don't forget to leave us a five-star rating on your podcast app. It really helps get the word out about our show. Thanks for listening. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, where all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership.